Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night show. Now on the line for us, we have Michael Goodwin. He's a Pulitzer Prize winning writer. He's currently writing for the New York Post. You see him on Fox News and uh, he's here with us on Cats at Night. Michael Goodwin, I have to ask you, were you surprised by Trump's announcement on the NFTs, the whole superhero thing? And then he dwarfed it with the with his actual good policy when he was talking about, you know, free speech and Section 230, lifting that protection for social media platforms? Uh, good evening, Lydia. Um, surprised? Uh, yes. Uh, weird. It, it was It was a weird thing. I mean, I don't know. What, what is he creating, a new career for himself in case this political thing doesn't work out? Uh, I wanted the cryptocurrency. I was hoping for a Trump coin. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, apparently they they sold out. Next? I don't know how many they made, but you can uh, you'll have to bid, I guess. I I don't get it. Uh, look, he's had a what I would regard as a terrible post presidency, and he wants to run again. He's already announced he's a candidate. Uh, this is not the path forward. This is not the path that broadens your reach. I mean, you you have to start adding people, and I get a feeling that he's continuing to lose support. I mean, all the polls suggest that while he's still the big fish in the Republican Party, um, he's no longer so dominant that he can't be challenged. And uh, it, his public, I mean, the, the general population, including all potential voters, had him at something like thirty percent approval and and wanting him to run again. So they're very he's got to reverse this, very dis- not keep digging a deeper hole. They're very disappointed, uh, Tony. What do you what say you? Well, we, we didn't get the so much winning that we were going to get tired of it. That's why <laughs> we've had because so much it, losing. If, if we we've had, had so that, much losing that I'm he, tired of he it. He wouldn't be at thirty yeah. percent. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, Look, and these numbers can change, but if you just look back to the moment, you know, January 6th ends his tenure, he's impeached but not convicted, but then you have all of these series of things that have happened since. I mean, it's very hard to see any good thing coming out of this hiatus. And look, when he runs again in, in 24, I mean, he will be, you know, older. He will only be able to serve one term. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I, you know, I, I likened him to a melting ice cube. I don't think he's going to go to zero overnight, but I think little by little we are, we are seeing him shrink in terms of his ability to be elected president. And, Michael, you said it before. He has not been afforded the respect of an ex-president. He, he, he doesn't get that, that everyone else gets, uh, you know, the speeches, the, the, the world tour. The, he's gotten none of that. He's been holed up in Mar-a-Lago, and, and that's pretty – people go visit him. Well, 
and you know, and you look in the campaigns how he can cont- he continues to do his rallies all through the campaign season for the midterms. Even before that started, he was doing the rallies. So he clearly is is going back to what worked for him. But I think there's a sort of decreasing success rate to this. At some point, um, I think you're going to have to show something new. You're going to have to be give people a reason to give you a second or a third look. And I haven't seen that yet. And certainly the NFT superhero cards, I don't think there's a big uh, audience for that. Well, you know, uh... He he has a solid 30%, but I can never see him getting to 51%. And that's the – you need to be there, right? I mean, and, and if not, then you're, go, uh, you're going to have a fight within the Republican Party. And if it looks like you are going to lose the general election, what is the point of nominating you? So, look, I, I, I have said before, and I continue to believe it, that – Right now, as it stands now, the Republican Party cannot win with Donald Trump, and it cannot win without Donald Trump. Wow. Now, so this is a bigger problem than just him. Vito, so, Vito, 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 Borough President Vito Fasella has a story for you that he thinks you might want to do. Uh, the story about why are we, our, our soldiers and our vets are suffering, why are we taking care of the migrants before we take care of them. Vito, what, 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 what say you? Uh, sure. Um, well, what we raise is an issue. We know what the, what's happened with this um, right to shelter and um, mm-hmm. the migrants coming to New York City, and it's going to cost upwards of a billion dollars. Meanwhile, we have active military personnel, some of whom are stationed in Fort Wadsworth on Staten Island and Fort Hamilton. They can't afford the basic necessities of life. We were And uh, something yesterday where the Blue Star families, they raise money, and get donations for diapers and wipes and food to feed these working active military personnel. And I just think our priorities are so screwed up right now and the world is upside down that we're asking uh, Uncle Sam for a check for a billion dollars to take care of these migrant families, and yet we're raising money uh, and subsidizing and asking for charity for active military personnel and their families. And I just think it's, it's sort of, as I say, sort of screwed up right now. Yeah, I would I would take the sort of out of that. It yeah. is screwed up. <laughs> uh, and look, I mean, you can you can point to other policies that I mean, Ukraine, uh, the 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 cost of the American role in Ukraine. While once again, Europe does very little, next to nothing. Uh, you know, you would think that uh, Europe would have more skin in the game, but again, you can you can do that with virtually every unusual expenditure. You can say. What about Americans? What about and and those are valid arguments, and they I think they cut to the heart of of these policies and say, well, you you have to make a choice. You can't do everything, and if your priority is, um, you know, the foreigners who come to our country illegally over American citizens, I mean, Frank, I mean, this is what I'm writing about for Sunday, coincidentally, that. When, when you think there are more than five million people have co- come across the border in the last two years, more than five million. I mean, it's population of Los Angeles is under four million. Uh, so you put uh, Philadelphia and Los Angeles together, and that's about what you have coming across the border. And these people are not allowed to work, at least in the beginning. So they are they are a burden on charities. Uh, the, the government funds many of the charities, but nonetheless. 
they're showing up in schools. There are thousands of them in New York City schools where there's already arguments over space and resources and, te- and qualified teachers, uh, hospitals. Uh, you know, this, so I think that these decisions have enormous implications, and to, uh, nobody in the Biden administration is really defending this. Uh, it, it's almost as though it's, they're on automatic pilot, and you say, well, why are they doing this? And there's no good answer. And Michael Goodwin, we saw Governor Gavin Newsom. He went down to the border. It does seem like the tide is kind of turning. The Democrats are waking up, but they still are not ready yet to really call out the Biden administration. I mean, once Title 42 ends, we're actually going to go more in depth on this issue with Sarah Carter, our next guest. But we could see upwards of, what would you say, uh, Governor Patterson, uh, like a stadium full of people across the border every single day. In the words of Barack Obama, this is simply not sustainable. Yes. And look, um, you mentioned that some Democrats, I mean, are coming to their senses. Yes, there are some in, in Congress as well. But still, I think the key to this is the media. Uh, you know, the New York Times and the others have belatedly started writing about the end of Title 42. But the end of Title 42 only makes a terrible problem worse. Where were they for the whole terrible problem for the last two years? They did not want to cover it because it would hurt the Democrats in the midterms. I mean, this is another one of those things that suddenly becomes a story after the midterms. All right. I mean, look at Albany, uh, you know, how there's going to be a fair hike on the subway a, uh, a toll hike on the throughway, and the politicians uh, are giving themselves. Can, can the people in Staten Island, Vito? Can the people in Staten Island afford all those? I mean, how many times no, are you going to pay? How taxes. many times are you going to pay for that bridge? Uh, we pay for probably fifteen times over, but it's a cash cow. You got higher taxes, higher tolls. Is it a wonder why people want to flee this uh, this environment? And we're trying to do our best to keep. And people I remember here. they told all the Staten Islanders when you pay for the bridge the first time. That's it. It'll be free. It'll be free. But uh, it's another. (laughs) What's the expression? uh, Didn't you tell me earlier that when they were assessing the migration that they actually looped Staten Island in with New Jersey and not the rest of the city? Well, for active military personnel, which is part of the problem. So they're essentially saying that the payments to go to active military personnel, the Coast Guardsmen that are based in Fort Wadsworth, are actually part of New Jersey, in their opinion. And to put the numbers in perspective. We asked the Independent Budget Office to do an analysis. It costs $93,000 a year to how to accommodate a young migrant family. That's about a little almost $8,000 a month. And what are you paying a private? What's that? What do you pay a private? A, you know, they can make anything, right? They can make 40000 and up. But the point is this. You could, you could feed an active military family for two or three years the cost of accommodating a migrant family. That's what I sort of said before. Our priorities are screwed up right now. We're, we need to fix it. Because you're putting up. them up in hotels. Yeah. Putting up in hotels are $8,000 a month. We're screwed up. Uh, Michael Goodwin, okay, we babe. have to go to our next uh, guest, but I enjoy talking to you. You're one smart guy, and, and thank you for putting the truth out there, and we'll catch up with you again next week. My pleasure. Thank you all. Thank you so much. Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.